Good morning. I want to thank Nancy for the invitation to share a bit of our journey with you today. This is a unique opportunity for us. In 54 years of marriage and 40 years of active ministry, this is the first time that Chuck and I have been in a pulpit together. Nancy's email to all of us uh, this last week contained an image of Old South Church like a great boat with everyone needed to pull their oar to, quote, ferry the precious cargo of God's good news, end quote, to this weary world. The everyone, in small and bigger ways, is the example I liked. As a clergy couple, we were and are just a part of the crew, each of us playing the part that we can. Choosing can and not may is important for that aspect and ability changes over time. When I began this journey with Chuck, I was very young and green, a bit naive, but looked optimistically at the glass half full. What would life be like as a minister's wife? One day at a time, sometimes one moment at a time, was a plan that worked. One of those moments came when we had to decide what we would do about stewardship. I know that Chuck will say more about that in a bit. But I want to include some of the thoughts that were in my head in those early years. You might have similar thoughts. I did not grow up within a family that had a lot of financial flexibility. So the subject of a church pledge was not anything that I knew about then. Church was a part of our lives. It was just always there. In college, Chuck and I worked as youth advisors at a small UCC church in Northern Illinois. I remember hearing one of the leaders say to our boss, the pastor, during the stewardship campaign, that he might give himself a raise and not pledge that year. And then there was that invitation to tea during Chuck's intern year in Florida. A rather conservative pastor took it upon himself to instruct this upcoming minister on how it was done. Said he, you meet with each of your parish families and you lovingly tell them what they should pledge that year. Today, I would have told him what I thought about that idea. Supporting Old South Church is not a difficult choice. More than 40 years of serving various parishes has given me an inside view of the lives of churches, sharing time 
talent, and treasure as we could was part of our lives. Coming to Old South at this time of our lives has been such a gift. Two scriptures, one from the Old Testament and the other from the New, have long been guides for me, and perhaps for you as well. From Micah, and what does the Lord require but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? And from Matthew 25, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Old South Church is a reminder that there is another approach to this weary world. And I am grateful to be part that way. Good morning. I must say, this is the first time in all of my years in ministry in many pulpits that I've done it with a mask. But there have been a lot of firsts in this uh, period of time we're all living through, and we probably each have our own mental scrapbooks, or maybe physical ones too, to, uh, to remind our grandchildren someday what we went through. I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> I keep wondering what the family portraits will look like in the next generation with, with the older group masked. It's gonna be interesting tales to tell for sure. Thank you, Nancy, for the invitation for today. As a parish pastor, stewardship was never far from my mind. It couldn't be. It's at the heart of any pastor's job. For 40 years, I preached and taught about it and worked with pledge campaign committees and capital development committees. When I was a conference minister for three years over in Connecticut, I did the same, but on a larger scale. Annually, in our own household, uh, Anne and I discussed, debated, that's putting a kind word on it, prayed about what we were gonna do about our pledge to the church. I'm sure Nancy's never had to worry about that. It was always easy, right, Nancy? Hmm, not so. What's our commitment to the church and its work? How do we approach that? We wanted the pledge to reflect gratitude for all of our blessings and for the churches that we were a part of that were nurturing us as well. And also they had to reflect the solid financial leadership that we thought was essential. But as a parish pastor, uh, a school teacher, and uh, for years parents of younger children, uh, the budget was stretched for sure, and, I, and we're not alone in that, I, re I realize. As we struggled with what our pledge should be, we reflected on many other worthy asks that would always come our way, like 
the universities and colleges and, or, and uh, other institutions that had nourished us along the way. And even today, our, my own high school now has a foundation and is constantly calling and writing for major gift for that. The uh, campaigns for the hungry and the homeless were always with us. There were also denominational programs like the United Church of Christ Christmas Fund for retired clergy who might have some uh, uh, limited means and be in financial difficulties. Or there was the One Great Hour of Sharing offering, the Neighbors in Need offering, and some others I've probably forgotten at the moment. Over time, we discovered the so-called modern tithe. Tithing has its roots, as you know, in the biblical story of Abraham, presenting a tenth of the war spoils to Melchizedek, the king. Tribes brought 10% of their harvest to a storehouse as a kind of welfare plan for the needy and for the famished. The modern tithe, so-called, recognizes that the faith community is not the only claim on our time, talent, and treasure. But we found it a helpful tool, and I've shared with it in other congregations and has been met with a lot of interesting discussion, which is good. Uh, and today, we continue to give according to the so-called modern tithe. That is 5% of our income to the church and another 5% to all those other needs that we also think are worthy. That makes a core of 10%, and I always get tripped up. A good layman will, about this point, raise his or her hand and say, Pastor, is that gross or net? And I, the response generally is, let your conscience be your guide, but I'm not there anymore. I want to be bolder. I want to say it's of the gross before you talk about taxes. That always stops the conversation, too. It's not a long one after that. There's extra mile giving as well that we're called upon to do, and some of us have been able to do it well over time, and, and some struggle with that. In our case, there were an unexpected employment after I declared retirement. I was asked to be an interim conference minister, and there was an inheritance uh, from the family. For a while, these enlarged our ability to give extra support, meaningful extra support, to, not only to family, but to special causes. What joy there is in that. What joy, these, uh, these gifts, and how we felt about doing it. More joy than to be able to give than we had ever been able to do before. Someone has said life is powered the good life, the meaningful life, is powered by gratitude. And in that case, the gifts of gratitude that we were giving just, uh, just created a whole new sense of, uh, of purpose and, and gratitude in our own hearts. After moving to Hingham about three years ago, we were thrilled to join Old South Church Boston. The church well represents our values our values of life and ministry together that uh, we had been living with and working on for 40 years. This progressive prophetic voice is urgently needed not only in this region but 
globally, and we're now able to do it more than ever, thanks to uh, television and, and electronic means where we have members and friends around the world. And what a joy that is. If we were all in one place, we'd need a bigger sanctuary, Nancy. But uh, we're not wanting to talk about that on a day like this. We're so grateful for Nancy's ministry in these challenging years and for the other clergy who have served this church in all their various positions and do today, and uh, certainly of Jim Crawford, her predecessor, and others. After all of our years in parish and in conference ministry in several regions of the country, Anne and I truly feel that we have come home. We are thankful for the ability to pledge to Old South Church's ministries and to be a partner in those ministries of mercy, beauty, and justice, both here and around the globe, both through our own direct giving and through supporting our United Church of Christ and all of its mission activities. Whenever there's a crisis in the world, the United Church of Christ is there because of our special giving through our congregations all over the uh, United Church of Christ. We're thankful for all that we can do. What more important mission could there be in these times of challenge and change? Thanks be to God. Amen. <laughs>